you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by Underdog Fantasy. Little Memorial Day Sunday edition here. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafay underscore D on the Twitters, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. For those of you podcast listeners, joined by Josh Engelman at Josh Engelman. What's good, bro? Not a lot, honestly. Not a lot. No, just no. Did um, Liverpool play yesterday? They did. I'm assuming by your reaction, they lost. You'd be right. Okay. I also assume you weren't happy about that. No, I was not. Okay. They dominated the match too. It was a really real problem. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't know who won. I just saw, you know, how sometimes on a Twitter feed, it'll be like, you know, show live sports that are going on. Yeah. I caught a glimpse of that. And I, and I thought to myself, Josh is probably very intoxicated right now. Uh, I was, we, we dominated. Everything was great until it wasn't. Yeah. And that was the breaks. Yeah. It sucks, dude. Brutal. All you get is really brutal. It was sad. It was sad. Well, we, we also didn't get Boston in six. So we're doing a show on a Sunday, but that's okay. Uh, because it can be fun. Plus I have no idea. I have no idea what's happening with this series right now. I had, I had Boston in six before the series started. Uh, it wasn't anything crazy, you know, that of, of any of the how many games will be played, that did have the shortest odds. Yeah. But, Josh, if you told me not only would they not win game six at home, or sorry, not only would they not cover, which was, you know, whatever, eight and a half points, but they would lose by eight points uh, by a team in Miami that for the last two games looked like they had given up. I mean, what an insane single game resurgence from Miami. I did I truthfully did not expect any of that to happen the other night. I did not either. Uh, no part of that made any sense to me at all. I thought they were dead in the water. I me just too. like they, they're running out of bodies. It, it, like clearly Lowry was hurt. I mean, clearly Butler was hurt. I'm going to assume that we're going to find out after this season is over that Bam Adebayo is somehow hurt and none of Probably. it mattered. None of it mattered. No, Miami it, just was like, all right, we're going to play everybody. We're going to play seven guys, all of the minutes, and we're going to beat Boston when they're healthy. It was Kyle Lowry insane. played. Kyle Lowry played 37 minutes before he fouled out. 37 minutes. And then he kept playing after he fouled out. (laughs) Good defense on Horford. And Butler, a remarkable performance. And he hit four threes. He shot 50% from three. There's 16 of 29 from the field, perfect from the stripe, nine boards, eight. I don't know what to say to five stocks. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's one of the best basketball games you'll ever see played. Yeah, and I, I can't wait. And, and, and not just one of the best games, but in the situation that it was in, made it even more impressive. You know, game six it's, on the road. You know, save your T- season. It's as you, good of a game as you'll, you can ever find. Yeah. Like, you know, TD Garden was rocking, and yeah. he just shut them up. Crazy. I think it's, it's more intense because he had scored 19 total two games before that his shooting was putrid seven for 32 in those games. And then just came in and lit it up. I guess he's healthy. I guess he was, I guess he wasn't lying, but you know, what's going to happen. You're going to get people. I know this because you and I did shows together on, we did Thursday, but we talked about Butler and then Adam and I had Friday. uh, And there's a conversation surrounding Jimmy, but Oh no, I was watching your strategy show with Adam on Mm. Friday. And then we followed it up. And the conversation surrounding Jimmy Butler being a shooter versus score. 
not a good shooter, but naturally he goes four for eight from, from three. <laughs> it, insanity. Insanity. Naturally. Yeah, didn't, I mean, like, it could take him a full series to make four threes. Well, yeah, it had. He it, it literally had. He was one, two. He was two for 12 in this series before that game. Two for, Two 12. for 12. So now he's six for 20. Yeah. Still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. going to need like five more of those games. Yeah. Good to know that he's shooting exactly the way that we expected yeah. him to. And for what it's worth, I'm, I, I've said it a million times. I love Jimmy Butler. I want to see Butler get a ring. I would love it. I, I'm a big fan. I don't blame him for leaving Philly. As a matter of fact, he should have. You know, he gets blamed for a lot because of the Carl Anthony Towns nonsense. But I don't know. Based on Carl Anthony Towns' antics that we saw in that Memphis series, I'm not so sure Butler was wrong about that either. No. I don't know. I like the guy. I hope he wins. And now, now that Boston didn't win in six, I'm, I'm pulling for Miami. You're not because you hate Tyler Hero, which is ridiculous. No, I'm not because I want the best team to move forward. And I think that's Boston. I mean, not it's not they, it, okay. Put it this way. Not if they it, lose. I'm gonna I'm gonna light chat up on this one right now. Boston is the better team no matter what happens today. <laughs> Dude. The I, the winner of the series has nothing to do with who the actual better team is, and the better team is Boston. But you can't unequivocally, Josh, you can't quantify grit. It's not even close. You can't quantify grit. It's not close right now. Pure grit determination. If Miami wins, they have. Can't project for that, pal. That's <laughs> the, the, You're saying this to, to be like, oh, they're clearing away the better team, even if they lose, is crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's 100% true. No, no. To say that they're like far and away the better team is nuts. They are. They are. You're saying by a wide margin. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think so. That's 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 just absurdity. The Tyler Boston Hero- Celtics, the Boston Celtics are two and a half point favorites in Miami today. So I, I know four this. on a neutral floor. That's a what big, I'm, big, big gap that doesn't but, get closed with one game. But to act like okay, first of all, lines adjust throughout a series. Sometimes, sometimes they adjust significantly because a team that's pl- is playing better or worse than, than they were projected for. What I'm saying is they haven't had Tyler Hero. They haven't looked good. But last game, still without Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler clearly looking a little healthier. And Bam Adebayo, as you mentioned, probably playing hurt as well. To, to tell me that they're just not even close to as good a team as Boston if they win in seven is crazy. Yeah, well, because the games don't matter at all. I see the line. Boston, better team, not close. The games don't matter at all. They don't matter at all. Right. Because lines can't be – that's just crazy talk, man. They don't it's, matter I, at What all. you're saying – They don't I matter know, at all. I know what you're saying, right? Like, I understand what you're – the basis of what you're the saying. The words that are coming out of my mouth are factual, But the, is what you're trying to say, right? With, no, what I'm saying is without games, you don't get lines. What do you mean? So, of course, the games matter. The the lines are set based on games that have been played. Yeah, and all of those games that have been played have have led everyone to believe that Boston is multiple points better on a neutral floor than the Miami Heat. You're missing my point. If Miami were to win tonight, 
right? Yeah. And and they win convincingly. Boston is no saying and then say game eight is in, yeah. in Miami. Boston is no longer a two and a half point favorite. They so sure yes, are. No, no, they aren't. If my if Miami wins back to back games, and let's just say there were a game eight though, right? And they were both played in Miami. Mm-hmm. And Miami got two straight wins. They're not going to be still two and a half point road favorites. No, be four. This is so ridiculous. There is there is truth in what you're saying. Just you have to search for it. I no the 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 truth just exists. It is abundantly clear. Abundantly (laughs) clear. Anyway, this is going to be. If they had to play again tomorrow. No matter what happened today, barring injuries, the Boston Celtics would be the favorites in the game. If they won today? No matter who wins the game. I don't care. You could tell me Miami wins by 30. Boston is the favorite tomorrow if they play again. In Miami? Yeah, same, same exact scenario. If this was like game eight and it's a best of nine type bullshit, they're, they're still the favorites tomorrow in Miami. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. We need a game eight now to settle this. I know. I mean, Mike Campbell, if Boston was so much better, they would have won as nine-point favorites in game six. No, that's not how this works. That's the exact No, remember, Mike, the games don't matter. They don't matter. It doesn't matter if Boston gets stomped eight times in a row. It doesn't matter. There's Why would we care about what happens in games? Look, the outcome (laughs) of the game is in flux. But the information that we have is that Boston is a better team. We don't have better information than the line on the game. You know that. Yeah, I agree. Which is showing the Boston Celtics clearly as the better team in this series. I, what I'm saying, though, is you're making it seem like these teams aren't even close. I mean, to me, they're not. I think, I think <laughs> that's, that's where you three and a half, three and a half to four point gap on a neutral floor is a gigantic gap. But you always go a little bit too far. Is that is that crazy? A three and a half point gap is gigantic. That's not even point. like a bit for me. Yeah, but this is in Miami, so on a neutral floor, it's I, call it three yeah, and a half, home, four. Home, That's a no, lot. Home court, I think home court's like two point eight. Okay, you're making my point even more. Then no, I was I, trying to discount it and only give it a point. No, okay, all right. So, all right, hear me out. All right, hear okay, me out. Yeah. Somehow Miami's going to be less of a favorite on a neutral floor or something. No, what are we going to do here? No. What what the line last game was nine. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if you took the spread from today's game, sure. Put Boston at home. What is the line? Oh, I'm looking at it now. Do you mean like if if we replayed game six again? But we know the result. No, I'm saying take the spread right now. Right. We're playing, we're playing, we're, we're approaching game seven just like we approached game six. It's we're back in Boston again. Yeah. I think the line for today would be eight. But then why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why don't why don't why wouldn't the same spread be resembled in this game? I think that we have more ambiguity oh, on the status of Tyler Hero. What? I think we have more ambiguity on the status of Tyler Hero. You really think it would be eight? I'm not saying the line's going to go from nine to three. Uh, like, yes, I think the win and the status of Tyler Hero is enough to move that line a point right now. 
Right. I would not be surprised if this line, by the time we get to the game, goes from two and a half to three. Okay. But I'm saying that win would move the line for the next game. I think that it moved it about a half point. You think Tyler Hero is moving the line two points then? No. Two points. That's why I'm saying, look at this line right now. The two and a half point favorites, right? Yeah. Factor in, say, three for home court advantage. Sure. And flip it. Then you're talking about five and a half point spread. If it were in Boston, if you took, okay, if you gave the home court advantage to Boston based on the line that they have right now. Yeah. What are you saying home court is worth? Around three. Okay. So it's six. So, okay. Yeah. So six. Right. Yeah. So and, that's it was eight nine and, last, and it was nine last game. And that's eight and a half. If you give them six more points right now. No. They're up two and a half on the road. They get three to go back to neutral, three to go back to Boston. Three to... All right. We, we got to get in the basket. Home court advantage is based on a neutral site. So if mm-hmm. Boston has to go through neutral and then back to Boston, it doesn't just like... It would be, they would be, we'll say five and a half point favorites on a neutral floor, eight and a half point favorites in Boston. They were nine point favorites two days ago. What are we doing here? Okay. You're, right. you're like, you just laid it out exactly right. I agree with everything you just said. So wait, you'd give them six to go back to Boston? But, I mean, if we're saying that it's three, then it has to be six. Okay. What would the line be on a neutral floor? I don't right know, now, dude. the line's two and a half to Boston. What's the line on a neutral floor today? We're saying it'd be five and a half, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't know if it's six. Well, that's I said it was less than that, and you gave me more points. I was <laughs> discounting it even more than that. All right, so you think, okay. Who do you think wins today? I mean, whatever I say is wrong anyway, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, serious. Boston, I, really... I think they're the, uh, Boston, they're the favorites. They're better. Okay. It would have been amazing if you it would have been amazing if you said Miami. That would have been a really good bit there. <laughs> it would have it would have been uh it would have been great, but besides the point. Yeah. I think we're back to looking at Jimmy Butler as a captain for sure. Yeah, I think I think he probably has a decent shot at being the highest scorer today. I, I say that because last game I had some reservations about it. He, he didn't look good. Not to say no, he, he didn't. you weren't playing him, but he was spectacular. And then Jason Tatum played 45 minutes. These guys are going to play as many minutes as they can possibly handle tonight. How do you approach the captain's spot? Is it any differently than what we've seen before? And I will say this. To Butler right now getting 21% captain ownership. Tatum's around almost 20. And then Bam and Jalen Brown are at 11 and 13, respectively, in our ownership projections. Uh, Phila, by the way, yes, of course I say that I think the favorite's going to win. That's the answer. Track all the times you want to pick the underdog outright, and I promise you, you're not going to get back to 50%. So, Also, uh, someone's, I told you somebody was going to, I told you someone was going to mention the three-pointers, right? Told you. Yeah. Must be coming in late. Yeah, yeah. despite that game, he's still, what did we say, six for 20 on the yeah. series? <laughs> he's shooting 30% from three. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't invalidate what he's doing it's just the truth 
No, everyone just assumes that is a shit on Jimmy Butler type thing. It's not. But I knew it. I knew that. Oh, you said he can't shoot threes. Uh, Every once in a while, Joel Embiid would knock down like three threes in a game. I still don't want him taking them. Chris Middleton couldn't ever dream of doing what Jimmy did the other night. Chris Middleton dropped 40 on the Suns last year in the finals. So zip your lips, man. It's not 47, though. (laughs) No, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, 38, 11, and 7 against Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals. Middleton was great. And do you remember how bad he was in the beginning of the the postseason? He was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I don't know who they played. I know they played the Hawks in the final. Yeah, Brooklyn before that. Oh, yeah. He had a couple stinkers against Brooklyn. The Kevin Durant game. Yeah. Yeah, he was so gassed. I listened to him on the J.J. Reddick podcast which is, that was a great one the last time they spoke. And he's like, I had nothing left. That's why the ball came. That's why he shot so short on that. Anyway. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my God, it's insane sometimes. Truly insane. Here's a good one. You guys value three-point shooting too much. Yeah, you should tell the rest of the league, too. <laughs> what? Well, the most Miami, valuable co- they just gave Duncan Robinson 80 million dollars because it's the only thing that he can do and we value it too much it is <laughs> invaluable you the, the 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 reason is a long mid-range shot is worth less than a three-point shot yet it's not much more difficult to take or it's not much easier to make there's a book called basketball analytics that goes into all of this and you know it talks about how the Golden State Warriors did the you know two for you, three for me, where they would just, at times, they would just allow you to get some, some layups. If, if it, they would allow you to get some easy shots around the rim, Josh, because every time you get two and they get three, they're scoring more points. Yeah. If you have a good three-point shooting team, it is invaluable, truly invaluable. Yeah, it, look, it's just a math problem. We know what the average shooting score, like what the rate is on two-point baskets and three-point baskets, and for... 50 years of the NBA, everybody was just like, oh, we're going to go ahead and skip the math where we realized that the average three-pointer is worth significantly more than the average two-pointer. Doesn't make sense, does it? Until now. We've, yeah. we un- we've, we've redistributed the way that people shoot in games. I mean, to be like, it's <laughs> this, this, the, this detail will be perfect. So this season, on average the league took 35 threes a game. So each team, like we're talking 70 a game in the aggregate. 10 years ago, 2012 season, 18 a game. (laughs) But we're the ones valuing three-pointers. Right. I would imagine there's some people significantly smarter than us that that also are aware that this is valuable. Yeah. BP said, uh, and the problem is, what did he say? The problem is you guys said he can't – he didn't say problem. He said, and you guys said he can't shoot at all. That's the point. He can't. <clears throat> he can't. I, look, I, I said it before. He's on the, on the season. He was a 23% three-point shooter. <laughs> right? I got his true talent at 28%, which doesn't exactly paint him in a rosy light either. No. And I love Jim. I... I hate having to play this role. He shot 33% from 16 feet to the three-point line, right? The worst um, shot in basketball, by the way. So a marginal improvement there. 
And then, you know, on the mid rate, like in the mid rate, 10 to 16, he was 46%, 41%, 41% from three to 10 feet, 41%. Yeah. It's really important that he gets to the line. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. How many, yeah, how many uh, free throws did he attempt last game? 11. 11, he went 11 great, for 11. Great free throws. He's been... His free throw shooting in the playoffs has been unbelievable, man. He's he's so locked in. Yeah. Like again, it it's it's not an indictment on Jimmy Butler. It's just describing him correctly. We're, yeah. These are descriptors. It's not the aggregate of his talent. Steph Curry, 38% from 3 this year and that was a down year. Uh 41% from 16 feet to 3 to the 3 for, uh the 3 point line. And his rates are slightly different. Uh, degree of difficulty on the Steph Curry threes, just a score sure. higher than most. For sure. But listen to <laughs> There's this. There's the I, porn bot. This is what I'm saying, though. Steph Curry, 51% from 10 to 16, 53% from 3 to 10. I know I'm comparing Butler to Steph Curry, but from 3 to 10 feet, you're, you got 12% better shooting. Yeah. He's, that's, a, that's, that's significant. It's, it's gigantic. It's gigantic. I would love to see where his shots came from, for where, where all of his, most of, other than the threes, where most of the made shots came from last game. Butler? Yeah. I mean, I can pull the I'm shot chart. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to NBA shot charts quick. I got it up. Well, well, never mind. I already had it pulled up from the other day, so let me see. Here. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah, not this game, though. So I had to, you know. Not a game. Not a game. All right. So... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A lot of them are around the basket. If you look, okay, so look at this, Josh. He attempted, not including three-pointers, he attempted two shots outside of the paint. On 29 shots, he attempted two shots outside of the paint, which is smart. Like, that. that's what I'm saying. Jimmy's super crafty. He's smart. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, yeah, it looks like around 20 of his shots came in the paint. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a twilight zone. Could have sworn long twos were jump shots, which is shooting, no matter how inefficient it may be. No, the inefficiency is the whole descriptor here. Yeah. But he, uh, I don't care that he does shoot them. I care how well he shoots them, which is not well. Correct. And, yeah, of course they're – they're factored in the shooting. We, we're not saying that. They're, he's also not great at that part either. That was what I literally just compared. It was right, exactly. Uh, oh. I'm pulling for Jimmy. Just know though that if he and and for what it's worth, I I I'd rather him jack up eight threes than take you know take you know nineteen footers, but. Yeah, like if he's going to continue to shoot from 18 feet to the three-point line, take another step back. It's worth more points, and you're just as shitty at it. Yeah, and just get into the paint. What he He's amazing at getting to the basket. Yeah. Jimmy's – hey, I forgot to ask you guys. Hit that thumbs up, though, if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. Hanging out on Memorial Day weekend here. You doing anything today? Yeah, back to the beach house after this show. Nice. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. When it comes to this slate, though, it it does at this point feel kind of self-explanatory. But do you think Hero plays or not? 
wouldn't be surprised if he tried to test it and then never got back out there. I, I just, we've, we have so little information on him. Everything that I keep reading is that nothing's good. So I left him out of my projections, but I, at this point, who knows? It's game seven. So like, it's not like you're having like an active body issue. Like he might just be active, whether or not he could play or not. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I don't either, but even if he does, I'm really not sure how effective he, the, the, it's been slightly over a week since he, since he did this, it's normally a two to four week recovery time. So who knows, man? I don't, I certainly don't. What I, what I do want to know, cause I, you could tell me all day or I could tell any, that Butler and Tatum at the captain spot. It's, you know, you want to rotate it, fine. Do whatever you want. They're obviously good captains. I think Jalen Brown, obviously a fine captain uh, as well. Bam out of bio. Honestly, I... I mean, if I, he's going to play 40 minutes. I know. It's just how unremarkable has he been? He played 41 minutes last game. He had, he had, less, than a, he had less than half a fantasy point per minute. It's bad, man. It's bad. I don't... Right? It's puzzling to me. It's real bad. And I can't wrap my head around it. And this isn't just like a two game Jimmy Butler struggles. Maybe he, maybe that knee was still bothering him a little bit thing. This has been like a prolonged situation for Bam Adebayo. Yeah. It's, it's one of the weirder things that I can remember seeing in the playoffs for somebody that like, we've seen them make runs. They went to the finals. He played well in those series. I don't, yeah. he. I'm just I'm 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 waiting to find out that he's got like a torn labrum in his right shoulder and that's why he just doesn't participate offensively. There's something strange going on. Yeah. There's something very strange going on and I'm I'm honestly a little bit concerned that we I I understand always you can say, yeah, but when Bam does have that game, the issue is if you're playing him in the captain spot, number 1, it, it's he's not that cheap. No. He's not He's probably not priced where he should be, if we're being honest. He's 8,400 in the utility. To me, that's pretty wild. My thinking here is he had that one game, <clears throat> Josh, that one huge game. But outside of that, you're basically saying a good game from Bam right now, if you can get there, is 35, 40 fantasy points. And that's probably still not going to be enough at his salary. Probably not, no. But, like, the weird thing is, I think we'll be on the same page here, He's the fourth highest raw projection on the, on the slate, right? It's Tatum, yeah. Brown, Butler, and then bam. Uh, there's nobody else that you could put ahead of him. So, like, he kind of slots into that spot by default. But, like, he's $1,400 cheaper than Jalen Brown. But what do we project bam out of bio for in relationship to Jalen Brown? It's probably closer than their salary suggests. No doubt. But, so... Should it be though? Is the question like, do we not? I have, have to... no idea. Anymore. Okay, that's the, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, don't we eventually have to start accounting for what Bam Adebayo is do or isn't doing on the court? Probably, yeah. You know I more mean, about like, that I than I do. Look, like, I, so I, here's I would the deal. I discounted him. I discounted right, okay. him as much as that I possibly could. I gave him forty minutes. It's a closeout game seven game. If like. If this is competitive and Bam's not playing 40 minutes, I assume he's just in aggressive foul trouble. Sure. I gave him 18% usage. Isn't that like, crazy? And that might like, be high. Like I'm discounting that as much as I can. 13% assist rate, 15% rebounding rate. I mean, I've Bam out of bio projected at 0.95 fantasy points per minute today. I, I can't, there's no way to go any lower than that. I know. 
Yeah, I, I know. Like, I don't think I have a rosy projection on Bam today, but if he's a guy that plays 40 minutes, we have to pretend like we don't think, like we didn't know he was something else before. I'm projecting him like he is right now, and it's still really good in 40 minutes. It sucks. It, it sucks. Does. I don't like it. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not trying to be – this is one of these situations where I, when I say what I'm about to say, I'm not saying everywhere, but if I had to make you know a single lineup decision – I still like Al Horford over Bam Adebayo if I'm getting a discount, an $800 discount. He's going to play 40 plus. He's going to play the same amount of minutes as Bam, if I, or barring foul trouble, assuming this game is close. Yeah, he only scored three points last game, but he, he's rebounding well. He's, he's dishing out a ton of assists. He has some, some shot blocking upside, and at least he got some shots up. If, if you give me eight to 10 shots from Al Horford and he plays 40 minutes again, 7,600, I'll go right back to the well there. I have no problem going to Horford. I think he grades out well. I have him quite a bit above our current ownership projections, both at the captain spot and at the flex spot. Look, the tricky part in games like this is we're going to get a consolidation of talent even more so than we did in game six. You just kind of got to be right about it. Like, we didn't get as many minutes out of Grant Williams and Robert Williams uh, this last time out. That could change. You could yeah. see that happen, but like Tatum, Brown, they're both playing 40 or more. Butler, Bam, I, I expect them to both play 40 or more. Butler conceivably playing 44 or more. Same for Tatum. Horford's playing 40, though, if, if this game's played. For sure. Probably. For sure. No question. I mean, he's I, – I don't – okay, I, don't, I won't be – I won't say no question, but I don't really think there's much reason to believe he wouldn't because – Last game, he was in foul trouble twice. Four, yeah. four and a half minutes into the game, two fouls. Comes back to start the second, uh, plays six minutes, gets his third foul. So he clearly lost a good amount of playing time there. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I gave him uh, 36, which I don't feel really comfortable about, but I, I ran out of minutes for everybody else. Yeah. Like Robert Williams didn't play the entire fourth quarter. There was no reason he couldn't have come back out there. No. I, it's not like anything's been going wrong with Grant Williams. I got him in for 26 minutes as well. There's a couple but, guys where it's just like, this could go a couple different directions. The thing with Horford is what, what I'm saying is he has played or paced 40 minutes um, in basically every game. Now, of course, you have to factor some other stuff in, sure. Yeah. But I'm not saying you have to give him 40. But he's definitely, you know, you look at those games, he played 39, lost a minute 50 to a blowout at the end. 33, 20-point blowout, 42, 33, 25-point blowout. So, yeah, I'm always willing to get there. Yeah, I mean, look, at 36 minutes, I still get – I'm still north of the field from an ownership perspective. So I, that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. If I okay. went to 38 on Horford, I might be saying that he's the best play on the slate. How much? Are you, how many minutes are you giving Bam? I am 40. Oh, so you are giving Bam 40. Okay. They don't have a Robert Williams and a Grant Williams, you know, it's, there's nobody behind Bam. They even took the previous center out. So mm -hmm. it's, I got you. They, they don't have that same sort of front court depth. I mean, the third biggest player on the heat is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, actually Jimmy Butler might be bigger than PJ Tucker, but we're talking from a height perspective. Yeah. He's but not. Yeah. Maybe clearly a little bit stockier. Tucker's, Tucker's six, like six, seven, six. I, six, seven Tucker. I think something like that. Yeah. Tucker has been a starting center on many teams. Yeah. God, remember that? Remember how horrible of a rebounding team Houston was? That was the greatest. 
if they seriously one of the worst rebounding teams I've ever seen, and they didn't even care when no. Tucker was at the five. Yeah, there's just so much space. I wonder why they wanted all that space. Definitely not to shoot three pointers. No, no, definitely wasn't that. Do you want to play Robert Williams today? Hope that you can get you know 26 minutes and three quarters from him. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I, we're, we're probably a little light on him from an ownership perspective. 26% at the flex. I, I don't like, I think there's a lot of upside in Robert Williams and not all that much downside. So I, I think he's going underrepresented too. The guy that I'm least interested in is probably Derek White at 6,200. Why? He's Derek White for one, uh, you know, not exactly an offensive marvel. Um, easy for him to drop minutes like he can be you know if you if you're not a huge fan of Derek White it's a lot easier to be a bigger fan of Grant Williams and Robert Williams like they can go a slightly different direction if need be I appreciate the way that he's been playing but I, I think his price now has gotten to a point where you need every one of those minutes and even then he's not exactly the per minute guy that could offset that it's not like he really enjoys shooting threes um I think he's just a little bit overpriced at this point. I could be a little light on his minutes if he continues to get into the 30s. Like, obviously, if we see Derek White play 33 minutes again, I mean, he played the final 17 and a half minutes. I don't necessarily know that that has to happen again. Derek White had everything going for him last time, too. I mean, just like Jimmy, he couldn't miss from deep. Again, Derek White. 25% three-point shooter in the playoffs, 30% on the season, also a, a dreadful three-point shooter. But he got Boston it going. Boston is young and inexperienced. This is the fourth time this team's been in the Eastern Conference Finals in six years. What are you talking about? Who, they said Boston is? Yeah. How many times have these guys been in it? Tate, all of them have all been in it. They really? started this stuff off with Eastern Conference Finals runs six years ago. And then they who'd went they, and got Kyrie and went back again. Who'd they lose to in the in all those? Uh, did, they, did they lose to the he, Bucks in one of them? I don't think they the did, heat, right? Right? They definitely lo- definitely lost. I mean, the Cavs, for sure. They definitely lost to the Heat. Cavs, yeah. Okay. Couldn't remember back that far. I remember the one I, game, though. They thought, the Sixers, they thought the Sixers won, and they released all the like, confetti and stuff, and then they had to go back because the game was not over. And then 20, the 2016 lost. Eastern Conference Finals, 2017 Eastern Conference Finals, 2018 semis, 2019 Eastern Conference Finals, 2021 Eastern Conference Finals. This team's been in the Eastern Conference Finals four times. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. If they and don't that, have experience, no one has experience. Well, I will say this much. They certainly won't have experience if they get to the finals. Truth. <laughs> I'm, jo- Truth. I'm joking. I'm joking. They... They have bust down that door. They're almost there. And for what yeah, it's they're, worth. They're about to be the favorites in the finals. For what it's worth, I do think uh, that Boston is the better team than Miami. Wait a second. Do you think they're going to be favored over Golden State? No, because they don't have home court. But it's going to be like a coin flip. Oof. Okay. That'll be exciting. Any I'm va- fascinated by the series because Golden State's the exact opposite team to Miami. Boston and Golden State are actually kind of similar, um, especially now that you have Looney starting at the at the five. So you have Looney and Dre, right? And you got your Robert Williams and Horford. Not saying, of course, that they're 
they're interchangeable, but Boston has good three point shooting as well. They don't, you know, they don't maybe have a clay and a, and a Steph, but they also have guys like Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum who can do a lot outside of just three point shooting, but just the, the overall makeup of those teams is put it this way. It's way closer than Boston and Miami. Like they're, they're golden States, a lot more similar to Boston than Boston yeah. is to Miami for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Should be a fun. If, if that is the, the finals, it's going to be a really fun finals. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's not Miami for that reason, but I'd like to see Jimmy get one. That's the only reason. Anyway, Josh, you know, we got some sick drafts going on over at Underdog Fantasy. We do indeed. Big Very basketball sweet. season. I can't wait. Very sweet play, play, uh, place to play uh, Underdog because here's the very simple reason for that. You got other places, but it either doesn't look good, doesn't feel good. You don't get a $100 promo uh, bonus when you sign up using the promo code AWESOMO. None of that. But you go over there, use the app, super smooth drafting on the app. I did, Adam was telling me that he was just at the bar the other day. He did like 50 of these underdog drafts just sitting at the bar on his phone. Right? Yeah, that's probably not the best way to do it. Probably not, but they don't take long. That's what's cool about it. There's no real time commitment. It's not like you have to sit down for a three-hour draft, you know, three-hour snake draft with, with three-minute timers. No, it's, it's quick. Drafting's the best part of fantasy anyway. So if you haven't checked it out, use the promo code AWESOMO. Get a first-time deposit uh, match bonus up to $100, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. And you get like $25,000 $25, contest tonight just for basketball. They have basketball. They have prop contests. They have a lot of great stuff. Underdogfantasy.com or download it in the App Store, the Google Play Store. We should, we should definitely start once NBA is over, Josh. We got to start doing some drafts together, gearing up and, and do some drafts like we did last year. I guess. Well, you're going to have to do something. You like drafting on underdog. I did. I did. I just don't. I love the platform. I, I hate the NFL. <laughs> I know you do. You give me some best ball drafts for the NBA next year. I'm going to crush those things, but I don't want to think about having to be like, okay, who's the fifth string wide receiver. The only way that I could win millions of dollars is to get that guy right in week 16. I've never done an NBA draft before. I've never, I've done fantasy hockey. I did fantasy baseball, hated it. Uh, loved fantasy hockey, hated baseball and, I, and, and fantasy football. Have you done a lot of NBA fantasy basketball leagues? No. Okay. Cause I was going to ask how deep do you draft? Like how, what type are you guys, are you drafting guys like, you know, Bones Highland and Furkan yeah. Korkmaz? Well, those two guys are slightly different in why you would draft them. Bones is could be in theory is an interesting pick because you can get a lot of minutes later in the season if he starts playing his way into that. Court yeah, sure. And Jamal Murray was out the whole year. I, I yeah. understand that, but you you know, I, I, do you draft deep into rosters? You have to, but like more from a youth perspective. Gotcha. Yeah, that but that was de definitely not the best comparison because Bones could have had some upside. Like that's the yeah. type of guy you reach on late in the draft, take late in the draft. Right. Any value you like down here? Hold on. I've been, I'm taking aback right now. The Warriors aren't great defensively is a sentence that was. Check the, check, check the Warriors defensive rating. I mean, if they're not, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, value. 
So Caleb Martin's the guy that I continue to have my eye on did not play in the second half of the last game, which scares the shit out of me. I don't know if they're going to try to go to seven guys, but if he's 1800 and not pulling any real ownership, that's appealing to me. I assume it's because we have hero in right now that things are lower, but Caleb Martin is the guy that stands out most. I don't know if we see Duncan Robinson today. In the regular season, Boston had the number one defense according to defensive rating. Okay. Uh, 106.2. Golden State, Josh, 106.6. Yep. Second, by four-tenths of a point. Golden State's defense is extremely good. Yes, it is. Extremely good. Yes. So, yeah. Sometimes, uh, just got to look at the numbers there. Evidently, that that Draymond Green guy, pretty damn good. Yeah, not bad. Not only that, but they're playing Looney a lot, which... That's the, they're not playing him for offense. <laughs> Certainly not. No, he's also an insanely good offensive rebounder. Kevon Looney, if you look at his offensive rebounding rates, man, they're nuts. If he, if he played starter minutes throughout a season, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure he would come close to, or would be leading the league in offensive rebound rate. Where, where does some of this come from here? They've been exposed in the playoffs. They're the only team that's definitely in the finals right now. <laughs> Wait a second. How, they got exposed by winning in five in the conference finals. How did they, how did they get exposed is my question. Cause they, they, this is a team that is literally mailed games in because they know that they're going to win the next game. They're 12 and four in the playoffs and have the second best point differential behind the obviously best team, Boston Celtics. Incredible. The obviously best team. Yeah, it's funny, too. All of Boston's wins are by a lot of points. When they win, they win by a lot. Yeah. But point differential, though, if you took – I bet if you took that one game against Memphis out where they just literally mailed it in and lost by 50. I forgot about that game, too. They'd probably be first. Not to say you can do that, but they clearly didn't even try. These are the comments that make me so happy. The idea of like acquiring knowledge from your computer being seen as some sort of negative is hysterical. Repress refresh on your computer and regurgitate the information on your computer screen. Yeah, that's what I want to do. It's really hard to remember all of that shit. I don't have to do that anymore. It's in front of my face. Nah, it's all about the eye. Could you imagine back in the day being like, you people reading these newfangled books? I get my information straight from the old brainium here. <laughs> I can't be reading it on paper. What? It's crazy. It's crazy. Like that's a negative. It's a, a negative to look I at think, a computer. I do think there's always nuance, but yeah. and 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 Adam was talking about this the other day. I don't know if it, if we were live or not, or we were just discussing. I think we we're just discussing it that. Some people think that projections are just like this magical computer that spits out numbers that you have no input in. Like, yeah, no, you still, like you said, with say Bam out about you could still knock down uh, his minutes or his rates or whatever if he's not playing well. You can still, and then it's going to affect the fantasy point. So yes, you're, if you're saying uh, this is what the projections say, it's still your input. Yeah. Right. But people, like, we, yeah, Adam and I were talking about it. It was just like, yeah, well, we were wrong with our minutes. That's exactly the input the projection was right 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 yeah I, 
whatever. It's fine. And look, there's a lot of people that are new to, to this and, and I get it. They don't know how projections are made. They don't have a background in it. That's fine. But sure. But we can't look if, if you're so, if your your, your head thoughts are so fantastic, track them, track them. Yeah. If you're not willing to put any sort of paper trail on the things that you choose, then you, you're in no position to ever have this discussion. I have a projection for every stat line, every player, every minute, everything. I got it all. It can all be evaluated. You, where are the eye test people doing that evaluation? I mean, spoiler alert, they're not. Um, it's, it's not going to happen. It's the only way that you can try to get any better. How do you, if you're not tracking the things that you say, your opinions are worthless. Yes, they are. And if you believe that generally speaking, a lot of opinions are worthless. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Look, all you can always, you're always going to have it, it, input. Like every, it's not just being spit out, but having access to those type of tools is a whole lot better and a whole lot easier than like you said, trying to do everything with your head and then trying to track it to see if you've actually been even remotely successful. You can, however, get all of our tools for half off for the entire month using yes. the promo code NBA strategy show, NBA strategy show, all caps, all one word. Um, it's everything on the site. I'm not rattling off every single sport. I won't do that to you guys, but just know that if there are contests out there on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, whatever it is you play, we have content for it. We have all of the ownership projections, player projections, simulation tools, you know, like the top fighter tools for MMA, top golfer tools, top pitcher, top stacks, boom bust tool, lineup builder. You can get the fantasy cruncher add on if you want 50% off. It's a huge discount for the entire month. Uh, NBA strategy show at checkout, all caps, all one word, check it out. Oh, and be sure to join our premium discord as well. Jump in there, join the office hours channel on top of that. It's good stuff. All right. If we were to put a bow on this one, looking in some of the, the mid-range a little bit, Kyle Lowry, big game, 37 minutes last time. Uh, let's just assume that, you know, Hero plays, but is probably limited and, and not doing a ton. What are you doing with Lowry? What are you doing with Max Struess and, and some of these other mid-range guys or kind of value like P.J. Tucker and Grant Williams? So Lowry, I think, looks interesting, but I certainly see some downside for him. Um, they actually went to... You know, Adam and I had talked about it for a little bit. They hadn't gone to a Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry backcourt together. They went two straight games. They were direct backups for each other. Uh, this most recent game, they actually did play alongside of each other and quite a bit, in fact. Uh, that opens things up a little bit more for Gabe Vincent. At 4,200, I don't know if the price is going to truly be there. But the fact that he can be alongside the floor with Lowry now, they've shown that they'll do that, at least opens him up a little bit. But I think Struess is going a little bit under-owned at 6K. I'm mildly nervous about his minutes, but they don't seem to care at all. So I actually think Lowry and Struess are a little light from an ownership perspective. Maybe both of those things come up when we take Hero out. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at ownership now, and I'm not sure if anyone really stands out as under-owned. And usually in a game seven, that's not going to, you know, you're not going to get that. But if, if Tyler Hero does sit, let's just say he's ruled out and we get that, it's entirely possible that he doesn't play, even though he's trying to play. If he doesn't play, is there anybody that you think at their current price points, since he's already missed three games, uh, that is decent enough to get a good amount of exposure to? Say that again, because I was in chat. You're good. Uh, if Tyler Hero doesn't play, yeah, we already know that a lot of a lot of the salaries have been have been 
increased over the past three games because he's been out. So is there any meat left on the bone for some of these guys in the event that uh, the hero sits again? Just Caleb Martin to me. That's it? Okay. Yeah. And, like, it's not so much meat on the bone. Like, you're just – you're hoping he plays 10 minutes. He's 18. He's the only guy that is priced at a value price tag that you can see playing 10 minutes today. Okay. Like, Duncan Robinson's already 2,400. There's There are no more sub 2K guys. Deadman's out of the rotation. There aren't any other – like, Boston's certainly not – like. Boston's lopping Peyton Pritchard off at this point in time. I think Caleb Martin is the only guy that you can go to with a low price tag. God, that's ugly, man. Yeah. There's just nothing there. If, if we, let me see it. Let me see if I build a lineup with, with Butler at captain, what, what does it give me? Let's say I throw Butler in there. Jalen Brown. Yeah. It, God, it's tough. There, Duncan Robinson, how many minutes does Robinson get, especially if Hero sits? He went from 23 to 28. I, I to think five. the answer might be zero. Really? I even did not Hero's give him out? zero because I don't have any other minutes available. Even if Hero's out? Yeah. I, I mean, they just don't appear to be interested in playing him. 23, 28, and then five. Didn't see the floor in the second half. I don't. I don't know how to account for that. All right. I don't I mean, either. look. It's I, like I, they have a bunch of minutes that can be redistributed somewhere, and I don't know where they go. It feels like Caleb Martin is the first guy to get them. You, you could make a case that it's now Gabe Vincent, but even still, I don't love it. I. I think Duncan Robinson is live to not see the floor today. I think he, he played five minutes last game. I don't think you're wrong. Of course. Plus, with Spolster, you just have zero idea. Uh, also, just to, to, to throw this out there, Duncan Robinson's not you know, the minimum price. He did, though. It, it, it's funny to me because, you know, again, game, what was it, three? No, game four against Boston. He was four for eight from three. You know, five from 11 from the field. It's fine. You know, it wasn't like he was missing everything he wasn't a huge right. liability they got crushed that game but and then three for ten so i don't even know if it's about his shooting at this point if it might just be spolster doesn't want to play him now i'm uh, it's really surprising to me and they're yeah. they haven't they haven't run him as much with bam on the floor as you would expect but now that changes a little bit now that they're not running deadman out there but earlier in the series they were playing him a lot more with deadman and the key to unlocking someone like Duncan Robinson is the, the dribble handoff game that he plays alongside Bam. Sure. That opens things up more. Uh, now it doesn't matter because Deadman's off the floor. So like if you bring Robinson in, the chances of him being out there with Bam are basically 100%. But I, I think he's going to be on ice today. We say we uh, wrap this one up, man. I would love that. All right. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. Appreciate you guys as always. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. All right, have some fun yeah. and uh, be safe. I'm going to try and do both. Where are you going? The beach? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be at a beach house. I doubt I step foot in the sand. It's funny how around here they call it the shore. Yeah, they do. You knew that. Jersey Shore? Yeah. Do they say that anywhere else? No. I don't think so. Very unique. Anyway, follow <laughs> Josh at Josh Ingham and me at Lafay underscore D. Shout out to Jordan Klein for producing this show, and uh, we'll see you back here. Well, not tomorrow. Who wins? 
I, I think Boston wins. Okay. Because they're the better team? No. Definitely not because they're the better team. And I definitely messed up and put Miami at Boston on the thing, Jordan. That was my fault because that is incorrect. But uh, I, I think we don't have I, to do the show again. I do. Oh, by the way, yeah, I do think they're the better team. I do. I just thought your your logic was slightly flawed earlier, but that's that's okay. I can't relate to that. I'm not familiar with my logic being flawed. Yeah, I, I chat would agree. You you got Boston? Yeah, of course, obviously the favorites. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, come on. You can't. Is that how you're going to approach everything now? Oh, they're the favorites? I mean, that's how I I basically always have. You never have a situation where you're like, you know, I kind of like this team to win, even though they're, they're, they're dogs by a couple points? Not really. I just okay. assume I'm wrong. Okay. So, so you would never bet. Well, no, that's different because then Money I'm not – I'm not getting well, no, the no, I'm bet. Saying if you're not the getting bet points, is why but... it's more plausible because you get odds. If, when I, if I'm not getting odds and I have to take the team that's the underdog, I'm, that's just a, that's just going to make me look worse. Right, right, right. But I, obviously, taking them to cover is different because you can project, you know, what they should win or lose by. I get Absolutely. that. But... Yeah, but like if I think they're a half point better, like I might be able to find a little bit of value on the money line. But if I'm picking a team that's an underdog outright without getting odds in it, I'm going to look foolish more often than not. I do, by the way, though, think that there are that you're right in saying that generally, if if you think you see something glaring in a line, especially for you know a basketball game, yeah. good chances that you should reevaluate the way that, that you are approaching it because you're probably wrong. Yeah, but there is the, the truth. But there is like the logic of sports betting. It's a great book, and this guy yeah. wildly intelligent, just knows sports betting inside and out. Knows the books, knows everything. He was even he said there are no there are things that you can that you can exploit that you can get an edge in um, when it comes to betting. I'm sure a lot of that is, is drying up, but yeah, NBA you know, he, money lines aren't that spot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's like not you don't where you're you don't have an edge on NFL sides on Sunday afternoon. No, no chance. Uh, the market, no, those are not the type of markets that you're looking to get an edge in at all. Yeah. Props though are different. Props definitely get harder once you you know you get to four or five, six games. Like it's just, but props are definitely, in my opinion, props are much better than than betting sides and, and, and totals for the NBA. Any sort of high limit bet, like you're kidding yourself if you think you beat that. Of course, and yeah, that's they limit props for sure. But like you can get 200,000 down on a side in the NFL. Like, no, you don't. You didn't figure out the edge there. I promise. No. All right, let's go. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here. When's the first game of the final? Thursday. Oh, is it Thursday? Yeah. Oof. All right. Oh, sure dude, I got, some... I got a baseball show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'll tune in. And I'm sure I'll see you guys somewhere sometime soon. Thanks as always. Peace.